0: Welcome back to the Friday free-for-all, folks. It's the the what the Friday free-for-all. What the fuck is going on? Well, I'll tell you what, it has hit the fan. There is so much going on there. We're going to talk about it all. It is Friday free-for-all. That means you are going to join us, all of us here on the preparedmind.club at the premium site, as well as subscribestar.com. You guys get to join live. And being Friday, I'm not going to do my 30-minute monologue and then trickle you guys in. We're going to we're going to mix it up. Little of me, little of you, little of me. So get your questions in your comments. We've got a lot to talk about, folks. A lot to talk about. Ha, ah, but energy is a huge deal. Energy, oil, gas, nuclear, electricity, Energy, that's what gives us our standard of living, our quality of life, uh, especially here in America. Now, President Biden, he went over to Israel, nation of Israel, nation state of Israel, and he embarrassed the hell out of himself and our country. (sighs) Just a shame. The man is embarrassing. And then he left for Saudi Arabia well <clears throat> while in the meeting folks president biden was yelled at by a member of the media and this this member of the press she started yelling president biden is saudi arabia still a pariah right because biden swore uh during the campaign that he was going to make saudi arabia the pariah that they are well the camera was focused in on Mohammed bin salman right the crown prince and he just kind of smirked as Biden was being embarrassed. Now, when a dignitary from an important country comes, they get treated a certain kind of way. I remember when Barack Hussein Barry Satoru Obama showed up, he bowed, sign of weakness, sign of submissiveness. When President Biden arrived, he got a sophomoric fist bump greeting from Mohammed bin Salman. A fist bump, folks, not a handshake, not any sort of masculine grasp of hand to wrist, nothing, a sophomoric fist bump. Folks, when Trump arrived for his visit at the Saudis, he was given the ceremonial honor of the sword dance. They had music. They had singing. They had swords flashing in the air. Trump joined in the festivities. He was greeted like he mattered. What do you think the world thinks of us, the United States of America, when the United States government representative shows up and they're like, yeah, give him a fist bump. Right, That's what you give your nephew who's in kindergarten. That's what you do for somebody in a very casual meeting. Let's see, that's what these countries think of the United States now. That's another casual nation. What the hell? Not a good sign, folks. Not a good signal. Period. Now, speaking of energy, I want to do this and then we'll get to one of your questions. Jolene's going to grab it, pull it out of the bag. Now. German, Germany, the Germans, they're in big trouble over their natural gas, their energy requirements, just like the United States, only they might be in a little bigger trouble. Germany's energy giant, Uniper, right? Is one of the most exposed to this problem with Russian natural gas, right? They started using their winter reserves already it reserves what do we mean? well you know the gas comes over they compress it into liquid LNG liquid natural gas and they store it in the millions and millions and millions of gallons because they're running their whole country on it and uh, well Russia's cut deliveries to Europe. The pressure is now on in Berlin because German uh, energy companies they're gonna they're gonna need to be rescued in just a few days folks. Just a few days. You know, laugh if you want at the uh, crown princes in the Arabian states, the Gulf states, whatever you want to call them. Laugh at the Chinese. They've got banking issues, real estate issues, corporate issues uh, as well. And laugh at the Russians thinking they're being hurt when they're actually not. They're making money hand over fist. But the West, us, we're gonna be taken down, folks, right? They're already using their winter reserves in Germany. And it is, let me check my calendar here. Yep, yep, half past a freckle in the middle of summer. Unbelievable, three weeks into summer and we're using winter reserves in Germany. That just makes a lot of sense. All right, let's do this. It is the free for all Friday, folks. And I want to see what you guys want to talk about. Who do we have up first? Jolene. Let's take a look at the board, and we have Latin America preparedness checking in. He says the CPI, that's the consumer price index, right? Was uh, that report was released on Wednesday, being nine point one percent higher year on year. The PPI was up eleven point three percent. That's the <clears throat> you have to pardon me on the coughs every now and then. I'm kind of whacked out. Uh, here we go. Uh, the PPI was up 11.3%. Food and energy accounted for most of the increase. How can we inflation proof ourselves? Well, that's a great question, Latin America preparedness. Uh, inflation it, it should be measured, it really should be measured. Inflation should be measured in the things you and I buy on a regular basis. Fuel, gasoline, diesel, electricity. You would think it would be factored on food, clothing, items that we buy all the time because that is right, who we are. That's who we are. <sighs> to see the producer's price index go up even higher, 11.3% lets us know that the inflation on just creating the products is going up. So you can expect the CPI to go up as well. Of course, they lie. Of course, they fabricate. Of course, they manufacture numbers. Of course, they try and make things look as good as they possibly can. And if 9.1% is as good as it gets, what does that say? Well, it says we're up the creek without a popsicle stick right now. How do we inflation proof ourselves? I don't believe we can, but I'll say this. You can reap the difference between today and next year. Okay, if the Delta, let me just say, let's just say you need to spend $6,000 on food and next year you're going to spend $7,500 on food. It's gonna go up significantly you can save the difference between the two, between the 6,000 and the 7,500. If you own food today, food is a big expense. Food is a huge expense, right? My food bill with just me and my two sons was $6,000 a year in California. Pretty high, huh? But if you buy an additional $6,000 worth of food this year, Put it in your preps right you store it in a closet in a bedroom uh, it becomes furniture with a tablecloth over it it's stored in your basement in your attic in your garage in your shed wherever you can store this food if it costs six thousand this year it's going to be seventy five hundred next or eight thousand or how about ten thousand it could go crazy folks you'll at least save the difference Okay, but inflation proofing uh, on non-consumable items, not food, you would buy them now and have extra. And really, folks, that's what the PreparedMind.club is for, for getting your food, getting water, getting other prepper items, things you know you're going to need in the future. And if it really hits the fan, if it really hits the fan, guess what? You won't be able to get them anywhere at any price. And having them is a life-saving affair. The things that we sell there, folks, from uh, body armor to ammunition to radios, everything, medications, name it. Go to the preparedmind.club if you're not there already and take a look around. Look at all of our affiliates. Shop our affiliates and see what we offer. It's incredible, right? Uh, Let's see. Lights go out rut row, right? Do you have Jackery Solar? You know, right next to me here, got a big old solar panel ready to roll at any time, right? By having what you need now, you will inflation proof yourself later. And you'll also SHTF proof yourself later. That's the whole point of being prepared. Great question. Great topic. Great comment. I really appreciate that. Now, I'm going to pick on a topic that popped up today, and this is stunning news. Stunning news. So we're going to have a lot more questions with you guys, so please uh, get your questions into Jolene while I step into this quagmire. Folks, at the National Institutes of Health, you know that place where Dr. Doom works? And the CDC. Yep, yep, another Dr. Doom hangout. The experts from these two organizations are leaving in droves, en masse. They're quitting. They're walking away. The real health experts. Why? Why are they leaving? Well, according to this report, it's low morale and political pressure. Folks, the real health, the real, 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 real health experts are quitting. They don't like what is being done, and they, folks, are not part of it. Like it or not, they're not part of it, right? Right. If you're part of the Food and Drug Administration, you're part of the CDC, you're part of the National Institute's Health, you're part of this big scam, people are quitting because they don't want to be part of it anymore. The authorization of the Jim Jones juice for children four years and younger has apparently confused some of America's top medical agency workers. The staff folks have described this as bad science. You know, follow the science. So yeah, the real experts, they're being silenced. And the real science is being swept aside because of political pressure. Unbelievable. Here's some more. Quote, it's like a horror movie I'm being forced to watch and I can't close my eyes. This came from a senior official with the Food and Drug Administration. Quote, people are getting bad advice and we can't say anything. Well, don't they have free speech? Don't they have a First Amendment there at the FDA? No, no, no. You want to keep your job? You'll shut your pie hole, right? The CDC is experiencing a similar exodus. Quote, there's been a large amount of turnover. Morale is low. This came from a high-level official at the CDC, folks. Quote, things have become so political... So that we are there, you know, what are we there for? Things have become so political, so what are we there for? Quote, I used to be proud to tell people I work at the CDC. Now I'm embarrassed. Oh, they should be. Where have these people been? Right? If this is what the experts are saying that work for the government, what should the average American think of the government? What's being done to children? What's being done and asked of the elderly? And what about the Jim Jones juice jackasses in Big Pharma, Bill Gates? What are we supposed to think of these people, folks? Why won't they come out and say what they really think? If you're, if you're going to quit now, th- this is frustrating because they've been there for months and months and months, 18 months under Joe Biden and even during the Trump administration not saying a word, and now they're going to quit? Why didn't they have some integrity a year and a half ago, two years ago, and say this isn't going to work and lose their job then? Did they think this was just going to go away, that they'd fix the problems? Well, this is where we're at, folks. This is what we're going to have to deal with. They know there's problems. They know there's really, really Really big problems. And now they're going to try and run away from it. Unbelievable. Unfreaking believable. Now, <clears throat> I touched on this the other day. The people coming into this country are military age men. And it got picked up, that idea got picked up. Uh, by Joe Hoft at the Gateway Pundit. He said illegals are coming into the country by the millions and their military age men. Calling this a Trojan horse operation, folks, a Trojan horse operation. Everyone knows the story of the Trojan horse, right? Greeks, uh, to get into the city of Troy, they built a big wooden horse and, and pretended to uh, quit. And they, you know, they pulled the horse in there and yada, yada, yada. They jumped out in the middle of the night while everyone was drunk and stupid and killed them all. Well, in America, wow, we're kind of stupid, aren't we? Well, you and I aren't. But the federal government seems to play stupid. We really do. So some questions are asked, right? The question you're asked, do Americans really want millions of people coming into our country illegally? I don't think Americans want that. I don't think so. I think that the Democrats screaming for allowing uh, illegal southern nations, shall we say? I think they want them in here because, you know, that's just they're radical idiots. But for the most part, I don't think people want I think it's a very small and loud minority that wants them there. They want them here, folks. But we have no idea who they are, where they come from. We don't know if they're members of drug cartels, we don't know if they're members of ISIS from around the world or al-Qaeda or any other terror gang, like Hezbollah, etc. We have no idea if they're sick, diseased. We know nothing about them, folks. That's what makes this so insane, is we know nothing about them. I've seen pictures now of these groups coming in, and they do not look like Mexicans or Central Americans or South Americans. They don't. right Now, can I look at somebody and just observe them and say, yeah, yeah, they look like they're from a terror country. I can't do that, right? But they certainly don't look like all the Hispanics I've seen my entire life. Their faces are shaped differently. Their hair is different. Their attitude, their facial expressions are different on a lot of these men coming in ages anywhere, what, 16 to, to 36, military age. Not to mention all of the U.S. weaponry that is being dumped around the world, the $86 billion worth left behind in Afghanistan. And the United States government since then has given away another $65 billion in aid to the Ukrainians and the weapons from that, whatever percentage the weapons are. Well, a lot of that's ending up in the black market. Shipping is strange, to say the least. And we've got people from around the world being dumped off in Mexico and Central America. And they're working their way up to an open border. Thank you very much, Joe Biden. And they're infiltrating, folks. They're just coming in. They're getting bus tickets, plane tickets, train tickets. And they're going wherever the hell they want in this country. And the federal government is taking your money and my money and paying for it. How is this going to make you feel when shit really hits the fan, right? You're supposed to look at your neighbor as an American and say, look, you got problems. We got problems. You just be fine. you be cool and stay over there. We got our problems over here. Well, if these people don't understand our culture and our laws, our thinking, right, you think they're going to treat you with any respect or friendliness, don't count on it. Not for a second. <coughs> wow. <clears throat> Let's do this. Let's get to one of your questions now. It is the free for all Friday, and it's a what the F Friday at, at that. And we got Kathy Lamaster checking in. And she writes We were speaking a bit ago about police, fire, and ambulance services being limited due to fuel. They just got rid of our town's police altogether. While the police chief still pulls a $100,000 a year salary, makes no sense. Well, I think we're just seeing the beginnings of this, Kathy. Sounds like you live in a relatively small town, $100,000 a year. Well, you know, that's that's more than, (laughs) way more than I make. But for the average American, that's way more than the average American makes. But the, the chief of police is, you know, kind of like a police executive level person they should get that kind of money you would think but what about the people what good does it have do to have a police chief making a hundred thousand dollars a year if he's not going to come out from behind his desk and start taking calls right you get a call hey chief get out there you think that's going to happen i don't think so i really don't folks we got a big problem now what we we're discussing is The fact that fuel has consumed the budgets of sheriff's departments, police departments, fire departments, emergency first responder uh, budgets. That's how high the fuel. That's just what fuel alone has done. Not to mention the cost of living increase, the cost of doing business increase, the cost of parts, the cost of ammunition, the cost of everything going up, 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 up. City budgets are different than the federal budget. County budgets are different than the federal budget. The federal government can just say, fuck it, let's spend more. We'll call it emergency spending. And they'll just write a check. It goes into the big deficit, 30 plus trillion dollars, folks. Not to mention the over $100 trillion in unfunded liabilities that are out there. You know, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, disability, Oh, there's a lot of money that's been spent, folks. It's been collected from you, and it's been spent elsewhere, and they just slipped a nice little IOU in the box. But at the local level, cities can't just print more money. Counties can't just print more money. And so they're out of money, and we're only halfway through the year. We're only halfway through the year. You think this is going to get better? or worse imagine folks the city says not only do we no longer have money for fuel right we have to lay off the police department well don't you think they're going to end up laying off the parks and recreation department what about getting rid of other city workers why is it always police first because that's what they use to scare us we're going to take the police away And then you're on your own. Well, I tell you what, a lot of Americans would be happy to say, I'll deal with it myself. Thank you very much. I've been waiting for this day to take out my self-defense, freedom seed spreader, and keep the peace in my own neighborhood. But they try and scare the elderly, the ignorant, the weak. They try and scare people and say, yeah, 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 you know, you're in big trouble now. Um, We're going to have to get rid of the police. Well, a lot of the lefties have been saying they want to get rid of the police anyways. But what happens, folks? They should get rid of all the bureaucrats. You want to save some money? Get rid of them. You want to save some money? right? Get rid of all the fluff and huff and bullshit out there. And I'll tell you what, get rid of all of that, and then you can reduce our tax bill as well. Because we don't need them to come back. I don't know, let's see, uh, building department, oh yeah, as a general contractor, I see a lot of wasted money and effort there. Social services, oh, uh, uh, yep, we got a lot of garbage and waste there. Government is bloated, I mean bloated, folks. Now, all of these municipal workers, I know they were lured into those jobs because they're good pay, they're reliable, they have Retirement and, and medical, vision, dental benefits. They get vacation pay, sick pay, FMLA pay. Right? They get all kinds of special benefits because they're city workers. It used to be that uh, city workers were considered public servants. And while it was a good job, it was a low-paying job. Right? Because you were you were living on the taxpayer's dime. And so you weren't treated like some kind of God. Well, now they're treated like gods. Right? They get paid like gods. Well, apparently there's no pay for them. And this is just started, folks. They're just now announcing recession. Just now. We haven't got to, well, year two of the recession, year three of the recession. How about depression? How about there's not enough money for fuel? There's not enough money for welfare. EBT cards poof gone What kind of social unrest do you think we'll have if they do that Big trouble folks and we're seeing all of this trouble right now just because of fuel costs The fuel costs People in this country are not saying well it's either my heating bill or we buy food for the kids We ex- it's cuz it's summer it's summer. But when winter gets here, folks, if you're north of the Mason-Dixon line, you're going to be freezing your ass off or paying through the nose. Are you prepared? Are you prepared? Right. Great question. They've screwed up the entire system, folks. You know, let me ask you this. Right. can't Didn't government at one point at least understand how shit worked? Why is this a problem in Los Angeles, right? At the port, the port authority is saying, we're risking a nationwide log jam because you need to fix the rail services, the trains. We've had trains in this country, in fact, around the world since the early 1800s. Lots of trains, lots of train tracks, locomotives, cars, rail got it all trains why is the rail service not fixed why isn't it running properly why is there a nationwide log jam did suddenly we became absolutely retarded and we can't run the railroads who's running the railroads folks there's your question what political and party affiliation runs the unions runs the railroads We have that expression in this country. If you get screwed over, you've been railroaded. right? One of the biggest banks in the country, J.P. Morgan, he owned the railroads 150 years ago, 140 years ago, 120 years ago, 100 years ago. He owned the railroads and he could railroad whoever the fuck he wanted. And he hurt American consumers. So this idea that this has never happened before is untrue. It's just not true, folks. We've had other times in this country where it's been absolutely jacked up because of political corruption and scum shit hitting the fan. In the 1890s, we had a depression. Folks, a depression. We just think of the Great Depression as the only one that's ever existed, because that's the only one we ever really hear about and study in K through 12 school. You go to college, take some economics classes, and take a look at the economy, You'll see that there were other depressions, other times of absolute poverty and fuckery caused by government, central banks, the treasury, et cetera. We've got some big problems, folks. If you think not having a police department with full fuel tanks is a problem, it is just begun. Just begun. So I'll look back at you and I'll say, hey, have you gone to the preparedmind.club? and checked out all the things that we have that you're going to need as things get worse. SHTF is not an event, right? It's a process that plays out and out and out. All right, I've gone on <laughs> enough here. I've gone on enough. I I, uh, I kind of combined a story that I wanted to talk about with Catholic Master there. <clears throat> and I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to, take the time to talk about this topic, because they're going to use it this fall, folks. Cerveza bug quarantines. Cerveza bug masks. Cerveza bug mandates. In California, down in the LA area, they're getting ready to do another mask mandate, because they worked so well last time. No, they didn't. Well, in New York, folks, they have Cerveza bug quarantine rules, and they've been ruled unconstitutional, illegal. Do you think that's going to stop New York from continuing to try and lock their people down in New York City and the state in general? It's coming, folks. They're going to bring it back. Yesterday, we talked about the 11 different possible pandemics that are out there. They don't want to give it up because it's their control, man. It's how they try and control us. If you want protection from a bio weapon, right? Go to the preparedmind.club and get some gas masks. We have a gas mask provider. Hey, oh, you can get a clear one, a tinted one, a yellow one. You can get all kinds of great gas masks with actual NBC filters, high quality, real respirators, right? If you think it's that bad, if you think it's deadly, If you think it can take you down and make you sick, why aren't you wearing a real freaking gas mask? Just a little question. All right, let's do this. Let's get to one of your questions now. It is the free-for-all Friday, and it's been one hell of a week. And I want to know what you have to say. And we've got David. (coughs) He says, I have the chance to purchase over 500 pounds of wheat berries for less than 20 cents a pound. Problem is that it is of unknown age. It's been stored in 55 gallon steel drum for who knows how many years. Should I take the gamble? Well, I'll tell you what, Uh, this is an interesting question. If it's stored in 55 gallon drums, I imagine it's the, the drum, whole drum top comes off. Got a release lever, big circle, pops the whole top off. You can look at the wheat berries if they're not moldy you're good if they're any mold at all not good i don't imagine you have to buy it sight unseen i mean if if they're saying no we can't take the tops off you can't get a sample of it i would not take that chance the price sounds astounding but i wouldn't take the chance uh 55 gallon drum of that uh is probably going to weigh somewhere in the neighborhood between 350 and 400 pounds that's a lot that's a lot now um, if you do buy it my recommendation would be to get five gallon buckets and get food safe bags right mylar or whatever you can and break it down into five gallon bucket quantities and then be sure and put silica desiccate pack in there to absorb any moisture because it's the moisture that allows the mold or the fungus to grow on the wheat berries, right? The wheat, right? If you can do that and then seal them individually, now you have separated potential problems in that barrel from others because you may get halfway down the barrel and you may discover, whoo, starting to look bad, right? Starting to look bad. Got some moisture down there. Something bad happened in the bottom. So if you take it out right, five gallons at a time, that's 10 five-gallon buckets. That's 50 gallons right there. Uh, I know we're, we're talking about dry mix and then you know liquid volumes, but we think in terms of five-gallon buckets or 55-gallon drums. Yeah. So at the bottom of the barrel, you may end up with some bad seed, some bad berries, some bad wheat. You know, the same thing goes for anything you get in bulk rice, corn, beans, right? You want to make sure you're protecting it and keeping it dry, keeping it sealed. Uh, Anyways, a great question to discuss. Sounds like something that would be asked of me in Prepper Coach. In fact, when I get done with you here tonight, I get a little break and then I go into another Prepper Coach session. What that is, is you may not know, or you may know, you just may wanna to talk to me about your plan, food, the area you live in, possible bug out locations, right? That's what Prepper Coach with John is, and you can sign up for it right at the preparedmind.club. You wanna ask me very specific questions privately, because it'll just be just me and you in a one-on-one cyber talk, completely private, You can see me i can see you we can discuss what's going on in your world of prepping it's an exciting thing uh it's a new benefit it's a new feature that uh, we've introduced at the preparedmind.club as well as having direct right into the pipeline of information with our premium services at the preparedmind.club right i've heard that uh, patreon is pissing off more people People are leaving Patreon. People are leaving other companies that are trying to censor them, quiet you know, quiet them down, shut them up. They don't like us talking, folks. So at the PreparedMind.club, Jolene has really been working her fanny off, and she's got a great system set up. We've got great new features. Uh, again, the next thing that's coming out is going to be our app. On the phone, you just pick up the phone, you push that button, hit the Prepared Mind app button, and it'll take you right, to the premium side, the pay side, or it could take you to shopping, or it could go to the free side, whatever it is, right, we're trying to make being ready, talking about it, planning, coaching, anything you need, right, in fact, we got people interested in sponsoring the show directly now through the preparedmind.club, freaking awesome, what is happening, folks, we're getting a resurgence in the desire, and the need to be fully prepared and have a great place to talk about it. And that's right here, right now. And I'm gonna talk about this. Texas folks is screwed and I love Texas, but this heat is kicking the ever loving shit out of the Texas power grid. Wind turbines, they have lots of wind turbines in Texas. You know what they don't have? It's a lot of wind in Texas. It'd be like having a bunch of solar panels and having it snow on them, freeze on them, and then you've got no solar panel, no solar power. Well, a weatherman was doing his live broadcast for television yesterday, and guess what? That's right. Rolling blackout, power out during the weatherman's live broadcast. That's what Texas has in store for it, folks. Are you in Texas, Oklahoma? New Mexico, Louisiana? Are you anywhere where it's really freaking hot and you could lose your power? Right, if you lose power, does that mean you have to suffer? Not if you have a solar panel, folks. Once again, preparedmind.club, we've got Jackery solar panels and solar batteries for storing electricity. You keep it stored full, power goes out, you start running it and you start charging and getting more power of your own. Right? While these idiots out here realize they've completely screwed up the system. In fact, I have seen again and again and again. And when I fought the windmill bullshit in California, I said, "How much? How much energy does it take? How many hundreds of tons of steel does one of these towers take? How much petroleum products does it take to build these composite?" fins, these blades for these giant monstrosities? How much concrete does it take to build the pad? How many tractors to cut the roads to get to build these pads, to put all this steel and these power? How many hundreds of gallons of oil does it take to lubricate these things a year? By the way, it's about a thousand gallons for the big ones, folks. In oil, they have to change out every. I thought these things were supposed to be environmentally friendly. I thought these giant windmills we're supposed to make power. Well, the estimates are coming back now that in their useful lifetime, it takes more energy using coal and petroleum to build them, transport them, create them, install them, operate them. It takes more power and energy than they will ever produce. Pretty crazy, huh? Now you can buy a $500 wind turbine, put it on your house, and get $500 in power out of it in probably a year. But these big things, folks, they're so big. They take up so many resources that it looks like they're just a big negative. And the government loves it. And they're spending more and more money on it. Can you afford to have them screw you over and leave you without power? That's why you gotta be prepared. you got to be prepared. All right. Let's step it up. Let's check out what you guys want to talk about. It is the Friday free for all, after all. And uh, we got Who's Your Life. (laughs) He says, thanks for all you do, John. I hope you like the items I sent you via Uman. And uh, I'll tell you what, I've got a package coming from Uman. Uh, He's sending it from way up north to me, way down south. I haven't gotten it yet. I can't wait to see what's in this. And I want to thank you and, and others who were kind enough to put together a couple of gifts to have shipped down to me here in the uh, prepared mind bunker. I'm in Studio C right now. <laughs> and it has been, folks, one heck of a year. And we've just really begun. I mean, if we count the spring of 2020 as the start of SHTF, which is when I sat in the chair and had a scotch and I said, yeah, Light up that cigar, it's hit the fan with this Cerveza bug stupidity. And have we or have we not been suffering under SHTF? Lockdowns, mandates, absolute total riots, billions of dollars in damage, burning. Now we can't afford to even put fuel in police cars. My video this morning, I talked about an American citizen who had to run out of his own house wearing PJs and flip-flops, carrying his AR-15 to defend himself, his family, his neighborhood, his property, from a bunch of armed bandits, gotten a shootout. Chance favors the prepared mind. Are you ready? Are you ready? And it's no longer, I don't know, you know, it could get bad. I I don't know. Stuff could happen. No, no. Shit's happening. Uh Uh-oh. I just got a thing, a notification. UPS says they've delivered something. <laughs> cool. <clears throat> cool. Uh, hopefully, you didn't send me a pound of chocolate-covered crickets. <laughs> you think that that's joke? Get your questions in now, folks. We got another 15 minutes. It's free-for-all Friday. We got another 15 minutes right here with me. And then it's the weekend. Then it's the weekend with, with the exception of my prepper coaches, I'm off until Sunday night live. And I hope to see all of you Sunday night live, bring your beverage, bring a chair, bring your brain. And we're going to talk on Sunday night live about things that happened this week that happened over the weekend and are coming up in the next week. So get your questions in now, folks, you can't, I mean, if you want, you can talk to me privately now. Right? That's cool. Prepper coach with John, you can spend an hour talking to me privately. But what you do here is you bring up topics, subjects, people, all kinds of stuff. You bring up everything out there and it benefits the rest of the world. Believe it or not, folks, thousands and thousands and thousands of people watch us on YouTube, BitChute, Rumble, Twitter, Facebook, and who knows what else happens. Once these videos go out and other people get them, copy them, save them, pass them around, right? So your questions matter. You help other people. We all help, right? Thumbs up, you bet, right? Hit the subscribe button, you bet. Share, share the video, share the address. Everything you do helps. Uh, You could do sharing via email. You could share with a, uh, a tweet. You could share with what? a text, all different manner you can share folks. And I ask that you keep doing it because it has a profound effect on people and their thinking. If they're only hearing mainstream news garbage, they're not gonna learn anything. They hear from us and they're like, whoa, what do you mean? Well, let me tell you what I mean. The Canadian government has invested $8.5 million in an insect agricultural company to develop more sustainable food products. Oh, are you kidding me? Thank you very much for that one, Mr. Skylight. Turn my stomach. Yeah, that's right, folks. Eight and a half million dollars to start an agricultural company to develop more sustainable food products. Insect agriculture, folks. They're not gonna be milk and beetles. No, no, you're not gonna get uh, uh, cricket legs. They just want you to eat entire whole bugs. They say that they can raise more bugs on a pound of food than the amount of food you would get from feeding a a cow or a chicken or a turkey. Yeah. Yeah. It's because we're higher on the food chain, right? Feed the bugs. If, if feed is so expensive, if feed is so expensive that it's, it makes agriculture more expensive, but, but bugs is cheap. I'll tell you what, Canada. I'll tell you what, Bill Gates. Why don't you feed those bugs to the chickens and the ducks? That's a lot cheaper than corn. Apparently feed them the bugs and then we'll eat the chicken. We'll eat the eggs, right? It's a food chain thing. We're at the top. Bugs are at the bottom. I don't think we should be bypassing the grains and the food, cereal stuffs and the livestock and just have us eat the bugs. But the government is not done. They're not going to quit. They're not going to give up on this. Nicole Kidman the other day did a video where she's eating bugs out of a silver platter. right? Some chef on the TV the other day cooking up some bugs. Hey, you're going to love this stuff. Fuck you. To be blunt, I don't think so. I'm not in it to eat bugs. They can kiss my ass. All right, uh, get a little. I get a little bit testy when it comes to them wanting to feed me bugs. All right, I think I saw something from Bonnie Blue, one of my favorite peeps on here, and it is this Bonnie Blue two A, and she's got an article. article yesterday in the LA Times about the ecological mess to soon be created by all of the solar panels reaching the end of their 25-year lifespan and going into landfills. This was California specific. Well, California, uh, being the left-wing lunatic place that it is, uh, is one of the first ones to really jump on this. Now, I love solar panels. I think they're fantastic. You cannot run the planet on solar panels. I had a discussion months ago with somebody who said, well, why can't you just cover a car in solar panels and, and run the car on solar panels? I said, they've done it. They have these cars, they're like 20 feet long, eight feet wide, uh, with, it's just a big solar panel rack, and then you get to sit inside, but you don't have air conditioning, you don't have comfortable seats, it, it's loud. Essentially, you're on a four-wheel bicycle and there's just enough solar panel on a very sunny day to power that down the street. Now, if you're a big fat guy like me, uh, your car is going to go a lot slower. Right? If, what, but what about families? What about an entire family? Four people, five people, six people? How are they going to get around? What about a rainy day? What about a cold day? What about a winter day? What if you live in an area with trees and mountains? You're going to have a lot more shaded roadways. That's right, folks. You can't run the world on solar. Now, solar backup, you bet. If you're off the grid like I was at the RMZ, and I tell you, folks, if it wasn't for you, I might just go back there. Fucking bananas and guava and star fruits and uh, citrus <laughs> Fucking fighting with that rooster. Never mind. I don't want to go back there. You guys keep me right here by giving me right all the support I need. Uh, anyways, solar panels. Right, it worked. Now the problem with them, though, is yeah, they got about a 25 year lifespan. Polycarbonate plastic. They haven't figured out how to recycle these things yet. There's actual silver, silver, folks, silver. You, know, as in precious metal, silver. A lot of the cost to a solar panel is silver. But they need to be able to recycle these things. They have about a 25-year lifespan. What happens after 25 years? Well, you just throw them in a landfill. There's a lot of silver, plastics, rare earths, stuff that might be considered toxic. I'm just going to grind it up and throw it in. They need to figure out what the hell they're doing now. California, as noted, is about to have a a shall we say gold rush of garbage because they've had incredible folks, incredible amounts of these solar panels being made. Now, 25 years ago, 1997, uh, solar panels were just starting to take off. So if you think about it, right? I mean, solar has been around a long time, folks, but it got really popular about 25 years ago. Those first panels are really starting to take off, but there's this many panels and then it started growing. And now we've got just huge volumes, huge, right? How many panels are there going to be in 25 years from now? They have huge solar farms, folks, out in the middle of nowhere, Covering hundreds and hundreds of acres of land. And those panels, they just go bad. You know, why can't they make them last more than 25 years? Well, I don't know. I'm not a solar panel engineer. And it could just be that 25 years is about all you're going to get because of the, well, the nature of the beast. Right? Things wear out. 25 years, things cook. They get hot. Wires melt, etc. There's only so much time. Well, maybe if they made them twice as good, they would last twice as long. But still, now we've got a 50-year problem. But you, any way you look at it, the problem is here. The problem's been created. In fact, the problem's being exacerbated. We've got all these electrical grid issues, folks. SHTF problems, and they're saying, "Well, let's let's double our spending on it. Let's build more windmills and more solar panels." And yeah, we've got problems, folks. I really do hope that they come up with a way to recycle the solar panels the way I really hope they come up with a way to recycle these thousands and thousands and thousands of 100 foot and longer windmill blades that are composite. They're made from all kinds of different materials and they don't know what to do with them. Once again, it is the the planning. If it's going to take all this time and money and effort and material to make A windmill. Don't you think that you ought to figure out how you're going to recycle? What can you do with that material after it's lived through one use? Carbon fiber, fiberglass, plastics. Unbelievable, folks. No planning at all for the future. It's how do I feel good right now as some kind of climate ecological moron? Well, that's basically what they are. All right. (laughs) I've been uh, yammering on and on and on and on. And we're getting close to the end of the hour. So I got to say, we got more questions, Jolene. Yes, we do. We got Sally Sue. She says, I've been gardening for years in my urban front yard. Is all this food going to make me a target? Growing area in front is more than double the backyard. Should I stop growing in the front? I'll tell you what, Sally Sue. (coughs) Your first question is going to make you a target. You will not be a target. Your food will. Your food will. When food scarcity becomes an issue, gardens, they'll become suspect. You may wake up one morning and someone will have come in and taken all your produce, picked all your tomatoes, all your squashes. They certainly could. This is uh, where you start looking at guerrilla gardening, folks. Guerrilla gardening. The concept is to not plant things in straight rows. Uh, You plant things and intermix it. You hide your veggies in with other bushes. Now I know that you're in an urban front yard, so it's not like you have a a half acre or a full acre of of dirt. Uh, Now, what I might recommend, and again, this is just something I'm gonna throw out here as an idea. This is what Prepper Coach is about. I would say in your front yard, plant potatoes, onions, garlic, carrots, beets, anything that's a root, plant it out front. Because then it just looks like weeds, essentially. I mean, if you've ever seen potato plants growing, folks, they look like freaking weeds. The potatoes are underground. Everything that grows underground, you're good. Right. And then maybe in the backyard, you'll plant things which are more, uh, shall we say, colorful, like tomatoes or squashes. Right. Your big, uh, giant, beautiful eggplants. Oh, man. Good, fresh eggplant. But whatever you do, understand that there's going to come a point where we're all targets. We're all targets. A lot of people have noticed that while I was dealing with this kidney stone thing, I hadn't been eating as much and Got a little little narrower in the face, right? I dropped literally 10 pounds in two weeks, um, right? If we look too healthy when shit it's the fan, everyone else is looking very sick, you better look the part, right? And if you've got vegetables growing in your yard, people are going to be interested in it. This is where having a community or a neighborhood garden becomes very important right uh i've seen a lot of them in the city i've seen them in the suburbs and of course i've seen them in the country the community garden where the entire community gets together and they work on it they have their own little plots inside of it but they watch it they protect it that's going to be key it'll be key and of course on the back end of this i sure hope that you're saving the seeds that you got right i hope you've got um uh heritage seeds Right. If you go to the preparedmind.club, we have my Patriot supply and they sell right gardening seeds. Good quality vegetable seeds, not this GMO crap or stuff that is sterile, doesn't make seeds. <clears throat> but yeah, it'll make you target. Those days are coming. We're all going to be targeted for one thing or another, folks. For one reason or another. We'll be. Uh, hated and despised or will be loved and respected depending on the world that you live in. And by world, I don't, I don't, I mean, we're all on this world, but do you live in an urban area? Rural? Is it Republican? Is it Democrat? Has it been intelligently managed or has it been just squandered all the wealth? Right? Is there law and order or is it every man for themselves? All of these things will help determine The course of action you need to take. And so, by looking out and seeing that you're right here, that 10 mile radius around you, that's your world. That's when I say, What world are you living in? Right? You need to know what's there. Who are the people in your area? Can you trust them? Can you talk to them? Are they reasonable? Or do you live amongst a bunch of idiots? Right? Hopefully, the former and not the latter. Uh, But we have hard times coming. You know, we can laugh, we can talk, we can smile, all we can, folks, and we should. Do your best to live well, but understand that hard, hard times are coming. I'm gonna give you a nice example right now. In Germany, we've been talking about their natural gas, right? natural gas that heats their homes, cooks their food, runs their industrial plants, being killed. Well, uh, Deutsche Bank, That's right, that's kind of like Bank of America here. Deutsche Bank is now modeling German households, not for using gas, but for chopping wood to heat their homes. It's like, what? That's right, folks, going back to the forest and chopping down a tree, sawing it into rounds, splitting it, and using that to keep warm. Welcome to the 21st century of socialist thinking, folks. They could have very safe, very inexpensive, very reliable nuclear power, but no, the German government, the German environmentalists have fucked it all up. And now the bank is saying, yeah, okay, let's see. So Hans's house, he's going to need four cords of wood to stay warm. That four cords is going to cost him 1,500 euro, 1,600 euro. So if this is how much money he's gonna need. He's gonna, there's gonna, we're gonna need to start buying saws. That's right. They're gonna be buying their steel saws. Maybe look at some of those Swedish Husqvarnas. Look out, folks. We're going backwards. Are we gonna go backwards into the 80s, the 50s, the 1930s? Could be, folks. Could be. I don't want to go back to cart and horse, but these fucking idiots are trying. The best we can do, folks, is prep to action. Get involved locally, politically, vote, help out, participate in the political process locally and get good candidates in, right? Get good state candidates, get good federal candidates. Prep to action. Or we're going to end up like Germany, looking backwards, going, yeah, yeah. Let's start walking everywhere right? Horse and buggy. Yay. No, folks. It's much more expensive to live, horse and buggy. It's more expensive, not less expensive. It's more expensive and more time-consuming and difficult to burn wood for heat than it is everything else. Chance favors the prepared mind. Is yours. Godspeed to you. Semperfy, and I'll see you at Sunday night live. I'll see you at the zoo, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, folks. We're gonna have a lot to talk about. Bring your, bring your beverage, bring your brains, and we're gonna have a hell of a good time then too. Thank you for supporting us and everything we do. Thank you for coming to the preparedmind.club and subscribestar.com. And I'll see you guys soon. Peace out. Have a great weekend. Watch your six. Semper Fi. Oh, yeah. And God bless America.